0: To God, why not? <laughs> I just find myself watching playing all the time. Um, hello, good evening, and welcome to the Man on Football show. I'm Gav, that's Shiny up there on the right, and that's Keith up there on the left as I look at it. Um, lads, how are we, Shiny? I'm um, looking forward to this one, Ronaldo.
1: Yeah, um, looking forward to it since we kind of buried today in the WhatsApp the last couple of days, to be honest with you. So, so, a player that I always, uh put smiles on faces. I think um that's what Brazil, that's what they these Brazilian footballers doing He was sorta of the forced football hero of my time anyway. So um yeah, look, I can't wait to get into it, into the, the meet and drink club because it is some story.
0: It, it is and it's um doing a bit of research on it on the last couple of days and it's actually frightening. <laughs> It's frightening. <laughs> um, not, we're calling this the redemption of Ronaldo because we're going to look at him between 98 and 2002. Um, before the 98 World Cup, during that, 98 to 2002, um, when he literally isn't playing football and comes back to 2002 and we know what happens. But there's some some interesting stuff in there that I didn't know about when I was looking it up. And um, we're definitely going to have a look at that. We're going to Keith. Um, we're also going to have a look at Barca because they are struggling financially. And they're going to have to look at their youngsters, I think. And um, we've picked out a couple to look at tonight because these boys could save them.
2: Yeah, Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's been the biggest frustration with Barcelona all over the last few years is how they've moved away from the youth system and just threw money at players to have them worked out. And they've got some gems. We're going to talk about two tonight, but there's a few more in the wings as well. And you know. now that they've changed the change of management there and what i reckon Javi is going to do i think it's going to look bright for them and i think they, they've got their future in there already yeah
0: um <coughs> it's got it's an it's an int- it's interesting to watch them to be honest with you um but look if you're in the chat um you're very welcome if there's a couple of names i reckon noise in there from the lfc Trippers channel so um you're very welcome if you're new um you're very welcome as well Hit the like button um, Hit subscribe if you want You can share this You can get it around Because this We are three people From the LFC Day Trippers But this is um, Not an, a Liverpool channel This is going to be a channel About football um, All over the place Matt Lewis likes the intro He just says um, I think we're allowed to In yeah, this like fucking it. intro That was um, he, he loved it And uh, Bonkers uh, Bonkers LFC was the same What an intro This is great um, But look It's there's loads to get through. If you watched our show last week where we kind of kicked off and, and spoke to you about what we're going to do, we've we've kind of adopted a load of teams around um the world and around the globe and a few of them played at the weekend, um, believe it or not. And we want to get into them. So the first one I want to get into is um Scotland. Because um like I was I was giddy. I was giddy at um, at the weekend because Scotland, um, Elgin City were playing Cowden Beat at three o'clock on Saturday and I tracked it on my um live score app and yeah. I was watching it and I was looking how how much One like, for the Purists. Yeah, one for the Purists. And I was like, um jeez, oh, mob we and I was literally referring to us as we. I was like um oh we've more possession there and we've more we've more fucking Chances and it was all going off, but Elegant City managed to get out of it with a one-nil win. Second from bottom, Elegant City a one-nil win at home to Kelvin Beach, who are bottom of the league. Yeah. Uh, McPhee with the goal in the fifty-two minutes. Archibald
2: McPhee, what a yeah. name!
0: Yeah, what unbelievable a unbelievable name, isn't it? Um, Keith, like I, I was so excited that Elegant City won, and um, I just get this feeling that us adopting them might might see tomorrow. Right. I think we're only seven points out the playoffs.
2: Yeah, which, you know, it's amazing. Like the second bottom, <laughs> second bottom in the league, like, but they're, they're on a, a, a poor run of form. I think they've only got two wins in the last 10. And um, mm. they need an injection of something my held And I think this could be it. The, the man on football show supporting them and giving the love and spreading the word. Because in all seriousness, like the, the Scottish League Two, which is the equivalent of the fourth division, I don't think it gets much traction. And hopefully we can change that gav. Not, not making out that we're some sort of um influencers or anything like that, but you know, if we can if we can let people know what's happening with Elgin, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. And yeah. it's, you know, it does count beat no harm. Alright, they got beaten, but they're getting the mention as well.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, like if they do if they do manage to um if they do manage to like get into a playoff or, or miraculously get promoted, like Hundred percent taking credit. Like
2: Well, you'd have to. There's
0: <laughs> no doubt I'm definitely taking the fucking credit. Um I'm like literally, literally we got on board with this and um like a big rich owner taking over. But um Money the money. Yeah. Um John, John was not impressed, he's at Archibald. Poor fellow with a name like that. But uh, you got the winner. fifty twelve minute. Archibald yeah. McPhee. Um Shawnee, were you delighted when you seen that result come up? Because that was the first team ever to
1: play under their umbrella, I suppose. Air stewardship. Yeah. Yeah, well, one from one for today. <laughs> I'm, I'm not counting them Dossers from Netherlands. I'm not adopting them. You two were taking it on yourself. You're refusing to
0: go near Bellow. No. Get on to them in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, Elgin, Elgin City won, Cowan beat nil. Good win. The guy is gone. And um but just a little little few other bits from Scotland. They've secured their World Cup playoff place. Um they went and beat Moldova 2 0 and Friday night, I think it wasn't. They've beaten Denmark tonight. Denmark, I think, 2 0 as well tonight. So they're in a good run of form. Um and Keith they're coming back Scotland, aren't they? Because they went through an awful time for a lot of, you know, many, many years. And I'd love to see them qualify for this World Cup, I really would.
2: Yeah, they, you know, it's it was, you could nearly have parallels with Ireland, I think, in the sense that the the talent pool now, I think Scotland are a lot better off than we are. But their their players seem to the talent seem to die off for a few years, and then there was a, a sort of merry-go-round the managers. But they seem to have got back on. You know what I mean? They seem to have got back um, producing good players. I mean, you look at obviously Andy Robertson goes off injured tonight, um, but you look at the the talent there, like Robertson's top class. the players like Cairn Tierney, you know. He's always injured, but he's a good player. Um, John McGeehan, you know, there's so many players now, Scott McTominay, that are playing at a good level in the Premier League, and it's you know that'll do them the world of good. So yeah, good I think Scotland. As well. it, that's exactly it, Sean. Yeah, good manager. Yeah, they've good settled them. He knows the stuff. You know what I mean? He's not an ego. He, he's a tactician. He's a coach. He knows his knows his onions. So yeah, I think they they've he done was well there. Kenny, was he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Was it him? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it yeah. was. I like him. I like Steve Clark. I know you got a bit of a raw deal at West Brown, but I like him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, look, it's it's
0: looking good for uh, Scotland. Um, Kev Sutton says there, Hamden, Hamden Roar is back six competitive wins on the bounce, um, following up with Steve, Red Steve saying six that, wins um, in a row.
1: Go on. Them playoffs look like it's gonna be a bleeding shark tank. Oh yeah, a few, <laughs> f- few, f- few big boys. Are Portugal like dropped in there it. last night, didn't they? Portugal and Italy now as well. So yeah. Italy are in danger, of having to play a playoff. Yeah, to go for World Cup and, this, and Italy didn't make the last World Cup, sure he didn't. Yeah, so that's there's, yeah. there's big pressure on on Mancini there uh, after them winning the Euros as well. So should be nice. Uh, they, they'll play. They'll be played soon as well, won't we? Those games. I'd
0: say they'd have to be, with me. they? would be close enough, yeah, because, well, the, the qualifiers finish up this week, don't they? They're finished sure. now, like, so.
1: Yeah, but the, the draw is normally around Christmas time for the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but, but, would, but would it be this one's Christmas? kicking off later. Well, it, I mean. Yeah, yeah might off it later was, so I, I, they might do a match time around could you,
0: could you see them? Could you see them doing um, World Cup playoffs before Christmas?
1: No, it'll have to be March. It'll have to be that March birth where they have then and then that'll be the last right, of them. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of because I always remember that on the lead up to Christmas, like the World Cup draw would be on and then the Club World Cup, the the games would take place. So must be around March time, okay. which is a pain in the balls. Sure, well, because-
0: sure. Yeah, Kevin Sullen confirms it is March. Um, but look, it's... it's- it, you're right what you're saying it's, it's, a, it's going to be a very very um very very interesting playoffs like when you when you see who could who's in there and who could fall in there as well you know it's um it's very 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 interesting um, someone's asked me to make a Mod I'll do that I forgot all about it Um, I'll, there's loads of names in here that I recognise so I'll just make moderators in
1: this channel as and well So, so be share the balls over share the balls over yeah. get everyone over yeah like, this is what but, we're trying to do here this is a new thing we're trying to kick on so
0: yeah. Um Red Steve just uh trolling this here for us, just um, just to confirm it for us. He says um twenty sixth of November, the draw for the playoffs to be played in March, which is okay, fair enough. I thought they were gonna try wedge another thing in there before Christmas and then, you know, in March play four friendies in a week, 'cause that's what they're yeah. that's what they're at, at the moment. But um look, that's Scotland for you. Um fair play to them getting that playoff and I hope they get I hope they don't get screwed in the draw. You yeah. know, I hope they get something where they have a, can have a good goal. because I think well they're seeded,
2: so they should
0: be okay. Yeah, well there you go. But but then again, like the quality of the sides that are in the in the playoffs are is very very high, Keith. Very yeah. very very high. Um, so it's it's one of those. Um, Holland, let's go. Shawnee's mob, oh, Holland. Here we go. Um, Shani's mob in Holland. So in Holland, um, Venlo. Who Shawnee has um unadopted now and he's brought them back
1: <laughs> to the orphanage. Um, they yeah. were beaten two nil by Benlow, um, Ben Lowe just time for Christmas.
0: Then, like, <laughs> yeah,
2: they
0: they were beaten two nil and they didn't really play well um from where no. from what I caught of it as we were going. Um, but they're in a, a terrible run of form. I think Keith told me seven. Awful. Is it seven losses in a row or something along that um, line?
2: Like? It's six in a row. So they've they've uh, eight defeats in the last ten. Okay. Six defeats in a row. Can't yeah. buy a win. Can't he scrape a draw. any of these, Gav. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at Venlo and I, I hate their guts already. <laughs> man, I think yeah, I'm th- getting on board with this. You know, yeah, yeah but, um, no, but I we're, we're sticking with
0: We're sticking with them. We're sticking with them. Um, Shani, do you think we need to send you over there and rousing speech, you know?
1: Nah, my help? Dutch is brutal, gaff. Ah, my Dutch good is brutal. English.
0: They know their English. You could,
1: you yeah. could get away with it uh, i would be like
0: Steve McLaren, yes. Back on the counter.
2: Do you remember him when he started with that? He ended Uh, up having a touch accent? It was absolutely great. The attack versus the defense. (laughs) Steve, what's going on (laughs) now? But on Venlo, on Venlo, right? So they've they've done football in the last 10. They're 16th in the league. They won five, lost nine and drew one. So they mostly got off to a flyer. Must have been. I think we got on them at the wrong time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully they can get back that early season form. They, uh, play,
0: they play fifth place. Ven, or they play fifth place. Eindhoven on Friday night. Um. Yeah. Says Red. Steve We haven't looked that far forward. There right? you go. We're, we're we're literally just getting over the weekends defeat. To be fair, to be perfectly honest with you, but that, then, that's FC Eindhoven
2: and not PSV Eindhoven. Yeah, but still, for yeah, you know. I know.
0: But still, it's still an Eindhoven team. Yeah. Uh, um, Evil version.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly,
0: right the yeah. Right open. um Brandon Cheese <laughs> wants us to pick Dynamo Dresden. He wanted us to pick that. Yeah. Um Why not? Red Steve says um he's he's on He's not abusing me, which is good. Um he said, Shawnee, the housewife is favourite. Sh- <laughs> housewife <laughs> trying try to um housewife. do that in the Dutch. Um <laughs> but look, it's gonna be a slog with Venlo, I think. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the a Labour
2: and love Gav. Yeah,
0: Labour of Love. And I'm going to start looking up the area and seeing what it's like and is a world visit. Yeah, it's um, a walking trip. Yeah, if we can get trips out with just to mad places, I'm, I'm all up for it. Um, the other thing, though, Holland, the place that woke up in doubt because they were 2 up away to Montenegro on Saturday night. And, and I can't remember. Just, yeah. just literally switched off. Like, and and the commentary when um the poi scores the second one, it's like, and that's the goal that secures it. That's the goal that, you know, and he's like so confident. And then they just stopped playing. It was unbelievable. And, you know, we've seen Holland struggle and struggle and struggle over the last while. How bad would it be if they, A, didn't get a playoff place, or B, got a playoff place and didn't get into the World Cup? Because there's been a lot of... um effort put behind this Dutch side I feel keep like where it's been hyped up an awful lot and they seem to have a good side and they've kind of moved things around a little bit but if they fail to get into this World Cup it's an absolute disaster for them
2: It is and you touched on it there Gav there's, there's been a, a renaissance in, the, in Dutch football in the last few years you know they're producing all these players again they've got a good squad, Ajax are doing good things in uh, Champions League relatively but the other teams don't seem to be backing it up, like PSV and and Feyenoord and um, AZ have been there and thereabouts. But, uh, yeah, they, they've got a good squad. But the thing with the Dutch is, they seem to have four managers and they just fucking rehash them all the time. Yeah, Who's managing yeah, them yeah. now at the moment? It was the current God. manager. Van Gaal. Do you know what I mean? Between him, fucking Hiddink, um, the bar, Van Basten, Kilman, and um, the other fella, Dick Advica. Like, but it's, that's it's just going a back 20, door that's of twenty, nearly
0: thirty years, and that's been all their managers. But, but they never you? go away from that. Like no. A says, Van Van Hal hooked off the young and it changed the game on Saturday night. But they were very poor defensively for the two goals that are seen. And um, the defender at the back post for the second one, I think yeah. it is him, and he just stand there. Your the man's up over the top of him. He's not even jumping. It was it was mad to watch. But they never go away from the advocates that Van Hal's the humans. They never. Give it to someone else, and I mean, what yeah, I mean is, and non Dutch fan, you know what I mean? I think it needs because they're just so set in their ways, and and bringing their manager in all the time, I always feels like your ways are never going to change. If you get in a bad way, this takes an awful lot to get out. When sure, you just I keep going mind. through these managers, the man
1: who got in the World Cup final, he was South African, wasn't he? Is that right?
2: Who was that? Bert van Marwick, was it?
1: Yeah. Is, that him? Um, Is he Dutch or South African?
2: He's Dutch, I think, or maybe has a bit of South African. There's someone in the chat tell us? Um, I think it was Bert van Marwick, or maybe it was someone else. He looked like a bomb um, villain, anyway. That's all. He I did, I remember yeah, right. He looked like he was in Little Weapon too. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird setup there with the Dutch. You know, they've they've got over the years they've had squads, and in every tournament, you knew they were going to implode at at the tournament, whether that be down to race issues or whatever it was. Now they seem to have like a harmonious squad. They've got players, they've young players bursting through at the seams now. And it's just not happening for them. Uh, I think it will be a disaster for them if they don't get there. Um, but yeah, watch this space, wait and see.
0: Yeah, I think, like you said, that's another big name goes into the, go. well, possibly goes into the playoff because if they mess this up, um, I think it's tomorrow night, is it? Um, God knows where to go from here, you know. and like don't want to be in that
1: playoff well, drop. Well, you yeah. Don't just want to. I agree. saying just shortly ago, like you don't want to be in that play, playoff draw because no. it's just a mishmash of teams. You'd hate to play against some really high quality teams. Yeah. Like and yeah. Holland have shit to bed at every turn. I think this Holland team, yeah. like they were being in the league, the Nations League final, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. They, you know, like, they just they seem to have failed when it really got going. Like they should have. In the Euros, I don't know what happened. I can't remember who knocked them out. I think it was Czech Republic, wasn't it? Oh, that. The so, yeah, so it, they just, it, like, oh, I don't what? think they've made, they've not made the most of a really good crap of players. And now, that being said, there's a lot of other young lads coming through now who <coughs> will take them onto the next level. Yeah. But look, if they're just fucking, if, if they're just shuffling between the same three or four managers, to expect different results is a bit, it's a bit silly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel that and and um, Veranda Cheers says there uh, Declan Max Declan Max says Ten Hag should end up Dutch manager he should stay as well away from that as he can Yeah, he'll um, stay in has to stay in club management yeah, do you know for
2: as what long I mean I think big, big clubs will be looking at him over the next
0: few years Yeah, Holland and Germany have never had a manager from another country says Veranda I oh, and I get that and that's the, that's the way but I just can't understand why they haven't gone up. Like, so, surely somebody somewhere is looking, going, we keep putting all these Dutch fellas in, the same fellas, and it's not working because the mentality within the group has, has gone since, as long as I can remember, there was always a problem in a Dutch squad, regardless of, yeah. you know, what tournament there was. Then they were missing tournaments, and then when they got back in, there was an issue somewhere. So, I don't know.
2: But it's mad. They've all this progressive coaching, they're big on, you know, coaches and and you know, from youth levels all the way up. And we even have a, I, I know it's not a Liverpool channel here, but at Liverpool, we have Pep Linders who brings a lot of, you know, ideas to the table, a young coach. Like, they don't seem to be, you know, it doesn't seem to be many of them in there that are getting, um, unless they're ex-players like Keogh and like the bar, um, the two of the bar lads, uh, yeah, Man Philip Philippe Cocky who ends up a playing Derby. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. they're not producing the coaches, which yeah. is a bit weird as well.
0: Yeah. And is, isn't it Van Bronckhorst has been linked with the Rangers' job? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's been linked with the Rangers' job. So there he goes. Well, on. he's
2: highly
0: rated. Yeah. yeah so and he's been linked with Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just a mad And I think just to look, who am I to tell them? But when I, when I look right. If they're I, listening. To, if, they're, if you're listening uh, if in Venlo. And oh, man, it's
1: <laughs> the man is Lads out in America and stank the gaffo. So.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just them. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know, it, maybe it's just an idea where you just go, let's shake it right up and let's try to shift this mentality and sort of the way they carry on in the squad by bringing somebody completely new in. But they have that way, they absolutely have their way in Holland and um, best of luck to them. But uh, do you know what, if, if they make the mess of this tomorrow night, um, there could be some serious fucking problems for them. Um, moving on though. In Brazil, happier times in Brazil, lads. Happier times in Brazil. Yeah, Internacional. A, A two-win. Um, pronounce that name of the team that they beat. Keith. No. Come on. I'd let it go Paranines. Yeah, it's I, I couldn't. A nice. Yeah, I couldn't. A night. Yeah, but you, used two boys, are more travelled than me, so you know. Ah, um, well,
1: I do uh, spend enough Sunday. I Sunday nights, and Dicey's to know how that goes. Okay, fair enough. Um, but no, they got us a win over the weekend. Yeah. Um,
0: I think they went one down. down. Um, they went one nil down, came back, um, and got the 2-1 win, so we're delighted with that. And I yes. have to be honest, I, I stuck a few quid on um, an Elgin slash international uh, double on the weekend. No, very small amount of money. And it came through, and I was like, yes. And I, then I said, will I, will I, will I? And I said, yeah. I'll stick it all on Venlo, and of course, it didn't happen. But um, that's the way it goes. That's warf, the way it goes. Warf, warf, um, warf. Exactly. That's exactly how it felt. Uh. Keith, your, your top has been admired here. Um, we-
2: uh, it's an old one now at this stage, Independiente. yeah, the old Argentinian uh, love, why not? Yeah.
0: Uh, David Lennon likes it. He says Independiente. Love the top, Keith. Um, anyone that's go. new to this channel, you will notice Keith is obsessed with South American football. Last night he was ordering um, Boca and River Play. Yeah, yeah, Boca
2: 1981, number 10 short, and River Plate 85, number 10 as well. I'm awesome. waiting for them to come eagerly waiting on them. Good stuff. Um, Brazil have
0: confirmed their there's, spot for the World
1: Cup. Go on, Shani. There's people in Buenos Aires who do horrible things to Keith. For oh, things. yeah. It's, you know like, it's like me buying a Rangers and Celtic. Moon. You should get the two of them, okay.
0: you know, cutting down the middle and stitching them together. They were half and a half, half and yeah. half and send me through Buenos Aires yeah. and
1: yeah.
0: You'd be like, uh, Kate, remember John McLean and Die Hard Revenge? Remember John McLean and Die Hard Revenge? He's over, yeah. he has a hangover drum over the <laughs> back of a van in Harlem <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the breadboard over him. Um, that's
2: what Keith would be like in Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no, no, I have to say, it, I, if, when it comes to Argentina, I would be a River Plate fan. Yeah. Um, more so than Boca Juniors. Um, that'd be who I'd like. But, you know, I've an Independiente top on as well, and I'm looking at Neil's old boys top. So I'm an absolute hero when it comes to South American football. And you know what? I think that's why I enjoy it as well. It's like when you look at American sports, basketball, American football, I don't tie yourself to one team and that, so I don't get as emotionally invested. You know, with Liverpool, as we are Liverpool fans, Liverpool lives and you're like a fucking demon. Yeah other things I tend to just enjoy them for what they are do you know what I mean so more neutral I'd say yeah
0: Kevin Sullivan. here's one for you Keith the only player I recognised from international was Tyson
2: yeah yeah of Shakhtar Donetsk um, well formerly of Shakhtar yeah. Donetsk uh, yeah, yeah like, he got two goals um, Ed Nielsen yeah he got the two of them he's been around the block he was in Serie A a few years ago didn't really pull up any trades, to be honest but they're, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not the best at the moment. Tyson's, I think he could be, he's totally, 30 totally odd now. You know what I mean? He's, he's past his best really. But, um, we went with international just because of the, the nonsense with the, the Gremio game last yeah, week. Yeah. They when they, they beat Gremio. And I have to check Gremio are second bomb. Um, mm. and in real danger, they're seven points from safety in danger of going down and they're their local local rivals and they came out with the, the cardboard coffins like that's yeah. the sort of shahousery that we like here yeah. but I was looking at the, the Brazilian league for anyone so um, Internacional are 7th they bet uh, Paraná instead who were I think they were ninth and they have gone down to 11th but they're just outside the Libertadores the, the top 4 in the league get automatic to the Libertadores and then Five and six have to qualify. Go through qualifiers for the Libertadores. So these are in seventh. But well, seventh to twelfth co- qualify for the Copa Sudamericana, which is like the UEFA Cup over there. So twelve out of twenty get into yeah. the continental football. So I don't know how happy they'll be with that. But we'll, we'll you take,
0: know, we'll, we'll take the UEFA Cup. This, this, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. We'll take that um, as our fourth season as. Um, Looking after international. Then um, people, um, I did, I did go on to football manager 22. I bought it and I started with Dijon from France. Um, I'll give you an update on that. They week. played at
2: the weekend. We missed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I missed it because I was playing this game. The amount of detail in it is just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Oh,
1: it's ridiculous. It's now.
0: absolute yeah. madness. It is. I swear to God. Hours man, till I've, you get started. <clears> for I've si- I'm, I think five and a half hours played and I'm literally ready to play me fourth league game. Five and a half hours, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not one. I, I like going through all the menus and stuff, but ah, oh, come on! It was it's, it's absolutely madness. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it.
2: Um, Gav, uh, yeah. Dijon were beating three 0 there. Oh, sorry, one three 0 at the weekend. I'm not surprised you didn't miss. Oh, you missed it because it was in the seventh round of the Coupe de France, and they were playing against um, Saint air football. No I heard of them. Uh, but the a tidy 3 0 win away from home. So you know, we didn't give them their flowers, but there you go.
0: Well the only the only thing, um the only thing I would say about that is I have the scores app and I've put Dijon in as a favourite in the scores app and nothing came up about it. Yeah,
2: I'd to come up So um
0: I'll have to go and check that. Um Declan Mack is a big fan of the new football manager. Um he says he loves it. Um I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if if you're into it. It's, uh, it's a full time job. You said it's hard graft. Yeah, it, it is, is. But, the, but the thing is, um, it, if you're into it, it's it's amazing. Like the, the, uh, they've covered every single angle of it, everything you could possibly do. You know, from conversations with players, which was always there, but they're a lot deeper now. And yeah. even even if you go f- try sign a player, I tried to sign a, a centre half the other day on a free, and he had offers from three or four American clubs. And I literally said, "Can you give us a decision quick?" And he was like, "No, I won't give you a foot. You lost the plot. Like, you you having yeah. conversations with players you're trying to sign and stuff like that?" John reckons I reckon should just play FIFA. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not a FIFA man. Um, the likes of Shawnee is, I don't know if Keith is. Um, yeah, I love uh, FIFA. Miranda Cheese in the, in the in the chat is a is a big FIFA man. Um, a lo-
1: loads of people were asking in the comments last week. I'm on Xbox, by the way. So, oh yeah. If you're yeah. not, you if play you're it? on Xbox, I'm open to giving. Anyone, a lesson to be honest <laughs>
0: with you, you'll have, <laughs> have to pay, yeah, to yeah, pay. yeah. okay. The uh, brand be free. Yeah. G says, um, five and a half hours, you know, your fourth game that's playing in hyperspeed. No, just playing nice, nice teams, but look, just so much stuff comes up saying you need to do this and you must respond to this. You know, we usually just go bang, 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 yeah. Uh, no, there's loads of stuff you have to, um, to respond to, so it's it's uh, but it's interesting, I have to say, right? Yeah, um, we're going to move on. And we're going to move on to um, a segment we have called One to Watch. And we've we've got against the grain because we have One to Watch and we've picked two. So, um, but I'm going to throw in a toward as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. To, be, to be fair, they're all from the one club. They're from Barcelona. Yeah. Um, and the reason we've done this is because, first, first of all, to talk about the state Barcelona are in. And then we want to talk about Pedri and one or two others. But first up is Pedri. Shani, I'm going to come to you because... You follow this, um, and Barcelona are like genuinely a complete another mess for anybody hasn't been tracking them.
1: Yeah, but I think they've done the. Re- I think they've hit the reset button, Gav. Mm-hmm. and I think, I think Manchester United should be taking tips. To be honest with you, of exactly how Barça gone about this, the, I think we big clubs like this, they can kind of wallow in denial and just kind of keep carrying on like there's nothing wrong, but they seem to have rectified their issues now and it looks like they're going to get a big sponsor as well to help them out with all of their money issues, but they've hit the reset button by going with Xavi and it seems to be a complete uh, clear out that he's gotten the place. Like It's a complete clear out from top to bottom and he's bringing back the sort of approach that made Barcelona the most successful club in the world in the last twenty years, because within the last twenty years, because that's what they were Gav. And if you look at that really, really, really great Barca team, obviously, yeah, it revolves around Lionel Messi, but there's two lads in the in the middle of midfield that carry countries to World up in European titles, and it, it's mental that. Barcelona, not even 10 years later, I seem to have found two carbon copies in yeah, the players we're going to talk about. And to madness. be honest with you, it makes me excited because I'm not a Barca fan. I really am, not but I'm a football fan, Gav. And I think Barca should be really, really optimistic about the future because with these lads in the middle, I think they genuinely are on the crest of something very special.
0: I'll just staying with you though, because Pedri, um, young player of the tournament, Euro twenty twenty, obviously played this summer because of COVID. Uh, contract until twenty twenty six were one billion euro, uh, buyout um, clause, which are standard in in Spanish football. Yeah, well, eighteen years old, eighty five appearances for club and country.
1: Um, yeah, he's an animal. Like he literally never stopped. I think he had something like two weeks break from football in the last year, like two weeks he had because. He was playing in twenty-three tournaments. Uh, he played like 60-odd games in all comps for Barcelona last year. He goes and plays the Euros, plays practically every game. Spain gets to the semis. And then he goes and plays in the Olympics for Spain. So it's probably not um, it's probably not really that good for him at such yeah, a young yeah. age, but he seems to have handled it like, look, the kid is 18 years of old age, Gav, and to be honest with you, He's very special. I actually had the privilege of seeing him uh, in the flesh against Sweden in the open game. Now yeah. it was nil all, but he, he stood out by a mile. And I remember saying it to you that night, saying, like an 18 year old, literally running the show. Like, he never makes bad decisions. And look, like, we'll get on to do that, fella, as well. It, it's mad. It's mental. It's like. Carbon copies of Javier and Iniesta again, yeah. Barca have come across like it, it's mental, and even Spain are, are very lucky. So, um, and in terms of the contract, guy, people are saying it's ridiculous, but what people don't realize is the idea of a player having a 280 million contract was alien to people and laughed at. And then, yeah. PSG caught Barca with their pants down and paid it, yeah, by Neymar, yeah. and yeah. that has literally what has led. This is what's led to anything the, from yeah, half a billion. Yeah, because they to a literally then. went. Yeah. They yeah. went scattergun after they lost Neymar, and they were spending mental money on players. And they kind of went the Galactica route, which is completely against what Barca stand for. Yeah, to be honest with you, and, and it's been the ruin, been the ruination of them over the last few years. It's actually caused them. The fact that they, look, they lost Leo Messi over, it and that's that's the biggest loss of all. Like, really, you can't really measure how important he was to that club. So exactly. These one billion contracts—they might sound ridiculous and over the top, but well, they're completely necessary because there is loyal states who are willing to activate such clauses. Yeah.
0: But Johno, says Pedri wasn't the Barca academy. No, bar. he wasn't. He signed no. him in two thousand and nineteen from Las no. Palmas. He
1: played uh, twenty six no games for Las Palmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, the thing is, people think that like he didn't cost a snippy. That like, if you look into it, the original fee was touted, touted to be around eight million euros, but apparently. With the clauses and that, that because this is your man, Bartimeo at the time, he was yeah. literally giving away money like mm. so. Th- they were signing up these clauses. They gave this deal to Las Palmas, so he would go there instead of Real Madrid because, like you said, he's not actually a, um he's not a Barcelona. He didn't come from the the Castile. like the he he literally they had to bring him up. They got him from Las Palmas, and there was a chance he was gonna go to to Real Madrid. So they they threw on top of all these outrageous. Uh, clauses and we ended up having to pay out on them and apparently the rumoured fee now is somewhere in the region of twenty-five to 40 million euros mm. but even then that might still be a snip because I think this lad is going to dominate football for a long long time
0: um, You know, Kieran B says there um, just just in response to um, Jono's comment he says that he didn't know that it was, and it's very interesting to him. He looks a pure Barca academy player. I'm delighted he said that that he didn't know it because that's what we're here for for learning stuff that we don't know. And um, I'm absolutely thrilled that Kieran didn't know that and he does know it yeah, now. So Gavin, as as I'm, gonna
1: ca- to I'm gonna caveat everything I said about Pedri. The fellow I'm getting on to next is even better, yeah. so it, it's frightening, really. Well, it, the, the, the thing is, like, uh, I'm
0: I'm like when Barcelona and Real Madrid come calling, and you last Palmas player, it's probably just them two. If anyone else comes in, you're not interested. But I'm very surprised. Like a couple have said there, that like why wasn't every club in the world all over him? Like if he's that good and he is that good, he's, he's fucking outstanding. But you didn't hear a thing about him. And like, don't get me wrong. Like you see clubs in England, you, in particular, being linked with you know this fella from Ghana or this fella from. Sweden or this and this fella never come up on a radar for me anyway you know as a seventeen, eighteen year old player because like look let's be honest about it with the likes of Twitter Instagram um Facebook and just generally the internet it, links for players are everywhere you can't get away from them, no matter who you support you know I could see Manchester United Arsenal stuff AC Milan whatever it might be and nothing seemed to nothing seemed to even twig with me about him until the. I think there was an what, issue. Client? I think there was an
2: issue there that his grandfather or something was a huge Barcelona fan yeah. and steered him towards Barca. And I think it was a case United that States they got in early.
1: Either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they got in early and done it. And apparently, the the Spanish Federation got involved and didn't want them outside of Spain.
0: Right,
1: okay. So he didn't want them to develop anywhere else. So yeah, it was yeah. kind of one of them things where maybe we didn't know about, them, but obviously.
2: These clubs were aware yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, this- and it has to be said, if you watched them, sorry, Gav, if you watched the link up he had with Messi, it was sensational. Mm. Like Messi, I reckon, would have been sort of throwing fuckers under the bus and all, but the link up when they got Pedri on into the team, the link up he had with him was absolutely brilliant. One of the best, reminiscent of the link up he would have had with Iniesta and with Javi. And Sean he said something there, you know, the 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 comparisons that we're gonna talk the with these two players and the two lads, it's it's really is unreal. It's uncanny how how alike these are that they've come through at a time when they need them to. You know, Xavi came into Barcelona, uh, the the Arsene probably Guardiola's um, time there. You know, uh, after the Cruyffs sort of dream team, and he comes in and makes a You know, a legend takes over from Guardiola, who's a local legend, takes up, becomes a local legend, passing her on. And they always do it. They always churn these players out. Now, Shawnee said he thinks the other player is, but I think Pedri's better than the other player personally, but I think they're so alike that it's just a, a, whatever your, you know, preference is on the type of player. I think Pedri's a, better ball player than the other lad, but I think the other fella is, is much better. Um, We're talking about him as if he's in witness protection here. We um, want the big reveal. We want the big reveal. <laughs> I don't think it's that big a reveal.
0: Um but Dylan says uh, Pedri is like Bernardo Silva type player. The reason Pedri went under the radar a little bit at Las Palmas is because he didn't score many no real end product. Yeah. Like he's such a young player like but you can yes. see in him like that link up with Messi you talk about was just I'm not gonna say it was telepathic but you could just see when you see it when you see a player linking so well with Messi, it's because his football brain is so advanced. And from the same like that's yeah. fella like that's 18 years of age, it's,
1: it's a little bit scary, you know. The sort yeah, of the in the context we're talking about, him, he was 17 years of age yeah. at, that, at this yeah, it's, stage, like it's, you know what I mean. It's so,
0: sensational, and like the whole, the whole reason behind this chat we're having over these Barcelona players is because when you look at the financial mess they're in. You've, there's been rumoured of, you know, there's, there's the Middle East are going to come in and, and, and put money in and then there'll be a whole, you know, um, fan ownership and stuff. What way is that going to go? But I don't think that's too much of a, a barrier if you're that much in debt. And, you know, we've seen them sign Aguero, who unfortunately seems to have some issue with his heart and yeah. would not play again, which is very unfortunate. But it didn't look the right sign for Barcelona anyway. The transfer business you know, has been the, deplorable. The poi doesn't...
1: What's going on there, you know? Um, didn't they bring in the
2: young as well? Yeah. Um,
1: look, look again, Gav, I think the reset button has been... I think them days are over at them. Yeah, them no, but, that, but that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Like, it, But the, the funny thing is, no matter what they've done, and and uh, good as bad as them signings are, when you look at Barcelona, there's no player there that you go, you can still hang your hat on him and he's a prime age. There's very few of them there. You're actually looking at these two, possibly three players, and you're saying, and one or two more, I suppose, and... Um, I think there's the young, about six of them. Yeah, the young yeah, fatty is. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you go, you know what? You can start you, building around those. But it's not the big names that have come in.
1: Remember yeah. years ago when um, Guardiola was managing Barcelona and they were playing uh, Arsenal in the round of 16 game or something. And they asked him, Would he be interested in signing Jack Wiltshire? And he kind of laughed and he said, Why would I want to sign Jack Wiltshire? You were like, Well, like he's one of the best ball carrying midfielders in the world. He's like, Listen. There's ten or fifteen Jack Wiltshire's <laughs> yeah. in the academy at, at Ryan's red in Barcelona. Like, we don't need him. And he's never too far from the true as pep. And them boys wouldn't have been around at the time. But it's just those the the environments there at Barca are a breeding ground for talent like this. And like you couldn't handpick a better club for these two lads to be at the moment, I don't think. Well it's, and uh, it's mad though. <clears throat> the
0: thing is, for me, is that you know, if you come through and you're a really special talent at Barcelona, you'll get a chance. We've seen it over the years. But the the situation they're in now, you're really getting a chance. Like 18, 19, 17, 18, yeah. 19, you're literally being thrown in there and you're going, you're playing for Barcelona. Like There's not probably no better education. You couldn't have asked for a better education, you know, unless you're willing to leave Barcelona, drop down maybe a level in Spain. I don't mean league level, I mean out of the top four, top six, and then look to play regularly for one of those clubs, you know, like maybe a Betis or, or whoever it might be, um, or Associate Art or something like that. But they're literally on top of this now, and they're, they're going to be the ones that I think Javier will hold most of us hope on. Um, because yeah. like if Shani's right and they're hitting the reset button, the reset button when they hit it won't involve you know Pedri or any of these lads going on. it'll be the lads that are been there for a couple of years, even a Busquets or whatever, and he'll reset like that so it's it's huge, but let's go on to the next one because he's really excited about this guy, um his name is Gavi, and um he's not a cousin of mine or anything like that um Spain's youngest ever calf player. Barca are in, at the moment trying to sign him down to a new five year deal which would have a half a billion euros buyout and described as the complete player, Keith. Um, that half you know a that, billion
2: buyout clause will be changed within six months. Yeah, say. but
0: that's something that they're, they're looking to do in, in this contract. Yeah. But this is another phenomenal talent, isn't he?
2: Yeah, um, I think. Well, what Pedri is their Iniesta, I think he's what they thought he'd get when they bought Philippe Coutinho, wasted the Coutinho money when they got, and they eventually got Pedri. I think Gavi is more of a Javi type of player. I think this kid is absolutely brilliant. The, the two of them are very similar, and it's amazing when you watch them playing. They're mad for the little slide drill passes. They're cutting open, not even defence splitting, just in the, through the midfield. Little around the corner, I saw it. Little splitting passes. The talent of these two is absolutely brilliant, and Gavi is just—you know—he's come up. He's only seventeen, I think, mm-hmm. is he? Only seventeen, yeah, Gavi. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's seventeen. Yeah. This is frightening that this lad is there. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Keith. No, no, i just saying. Me. You know, it—the it, the talent that they're showing out there. I think it's reminiscent the Xavi coming into Barcelona is reminiscent of when Guardiola went in there because Frank Rijkaard was there. It gonna be stale and he had to shake her up. xavi has gone in and he's nailing down all these rules, bit of discipline going back. And I think the young players are gonna flourish under like this, right? So we've got we're not gonna talk about Anzio Fati, we're not gonna talk about um Ricky Puig, and we're not going to talk about another midfield player called Nico Gonzalez, who I think is absolute mustard. And I oh, was a big fan. He's, his dad, Fran, played for Deportivo in the 90s, <laughs> and he was brilliant.
0: When you said his dad, fran, 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 I thought he was playing for some Lentosini. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, fran <laughs> <played> <laughs> <for it. laughs> We'll
2: play play for boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 782 intermediate caps yeah. um but no his dad fran was fucking brilliant for deportivo in the 90s and this young fella has that about him as well the talent that they're churning out there but these two are the standouts and gavi um shawnee would say gavi is the crown jewel um and look it's hard to disagree uh He's, he's just so calm on the ball. Like it's, there's nothing phasing him and that's what you want to see in players at that age. When you come into a team, you don't want to see a player that's afraid of the ball and hide. These young players get the ball and they don't it at all. Like These are top quality.
0: Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, I've not seen anything of this kid yet. I'm delighted he said that as well because these boys have. Um, look, I've seen a little, little bit of him and he's yeah. just...
1: He's outrageous. The it's, last two it's Spanish it's games they've they played... He makes his Spain debut against Italy and he yeah. starts, playing yeah. 90 minutes yeah. and he runs the game. He's yeah. man of the match. Yeah, yeah. And Lewis Enrique got a bit of stick for starting him and he literally lashed the media out of saying, look, listen, when I fucking pick a kid to go in there, it's because they're ready. He says, and I'm yeah. telling you now, this kid was ready. And you had Verratti, you had Benucci, you had them all coming out after the game saying, Jesus Christ, yeah. like yeah. weird it's just, we, they'd never seen him yeah. never heard of him and that was like, funny enough honest hand on heart that was the first time I seen him play and I went holy shit yeah, I watched did. the game as well again 17 year old this decision making is yeah. scary the will to win is scary it's
0: the, the it's the it's the it's, it's how developed the brain is of footballers that, that yeah. gets me like you see you see players with at 17 with, with physical attributes and you go "Well, like Michael alone Right, Michael Owen was a, a slender fella, but he was fucking lightning fast. And the thing was, if you gave him a race, if you put him in a race where any defender, any central defender, I don't care who he were, and he gave him two or three yards, he ate, he ate them alive. But mm. when I watch these players, like to me, Gavi isn't the biggest guy. He's not the most intimidating no. guy in the world. He's a slight enough fella. But his intelligence and in his brain is... You know the way they say, oh, he's always one step ahead. This fella is yeah. steps and steps ahead. He's pages ahead in the book, you know, before, before the ball gets to him. He's like, Jono says they signed him from Betis. Yeah, they pick, they do pick him up from Betis. Um, and, um, just a couple of comments on him and I get back to you, Shawnee. Uh, they didn't pay
1: him for him. They didn't pay him yeah. for him. He was literally, he was taken from Betis. Yeah. Like, um,
0: uh, Dylan says he looked scary in the Spain game. Um mm. passing look, at,
1: look at him against Sweden Larson, like look at the stuff he's doing with the ball. He has lads played down handbreakers in the centre circle, he can't get near him. Like it's it's this it's the Javianini Iniesta effect where these fellas they're not blessed with pace, but that they're always five yards quicker than you. Yeah. And uh, you see fellas clawing at him. like your man Fosberg Like hanging off him like a scale back and he just shrugs (sighs) him up and then just picks the pass and one thing that I noticed about him is he's a bit of a rough little fucker as well Enrique alluded to it last night after the game saying that his will to win is what separates him from from most so these lads are going to be tearing up midfields for a long long time to come Barca seem to have Literally found needles in the haystacks again. But the they need, but they need to be...
0: shiny. would you agree, though, that... The, like Kevin Sullivan says, hold on. Dion, Gavi and Pedri is the midfield three. Um, yeah, quite possibly. Um If you mm. probably probably try yourself... Well, the talk is, is now the that...
1: They're looking at... the Jabby wants Kante and Jabby wants Thiago. So, obviously, he wants to... Kind of bring, bring in experience that, with the... Yeah. the then, look, we haven't even talked about it. We're talking about Barca here because look, Barca are going to get their own show in a few weeks. Like the talent that Spain have coming through, like they're on the crest of another golden generation because there's a, a lad playing holding midfield for Real Madrid, Antonio Blanco. And yes. this kid is the Busquets to the Javier Iniesta. He's the Alonso to the Javier the Iniesta So, and then we, we, we talked about last night. Cucurella coming through. There's Gutiérrez Areas at, at at Real Madrid right back. There's Anto Fati like it was can't keep yeah. fit, but a and talent, Ferran Torres he was an excellent player. So Spain like the World Cup is next next December, and Spain went too far away in the Euros. I I reckon they could be serious serious because there will be a lot of young players with a lot of experience yeah. going into that tournament there for them. So one to definitely watch.
0: Is it important, Keith, that they don't over-push these players, regardless of how good they are? Because we've seen lo- we've seen phenomenal talents in, in, in the past, and you go, well, wow, just like 16, 17, 18 years of age, and when they're 22, 23, I'm not saying they're having a terrible career, but they look born and to, they, And they then look born to yeah. for five, six, seven years, and then it's gone. Is, yeah, do you have
2: to be careful of that? They do have to be careful, and, and as we touched on earlier, Pedri's played a lot of football. Um, a lot of football without a break. Now, when you're 18, you can do that, maybe, but that does come a time. As you said about Michael alone, Mike alone was all pace, killing a pace with the hamstrings go. It's, it's a tough one. These lads, right, they're playing a lot of games, but they don't. If you watch Pedri playing, he's not exactly chasing. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's hooking gliding around the pitch with the ball, usually. And, um, the worry is that they could burn out i mean there's been so many players at barcelona over the years false dawns of these next generation of players and just never making it whereas these lads look like with a manager like xavi who look we don't know what xavi is going to be like but what we think he can be like he will look to the youth players and he'll he'll manage them through games i don't think he'll throw them under a the bus so it'll be interesting to see how he does it you know as sean said he might look to bring in more experienced players to go at these youngsters, Like I don't think we'll I
1: mean, straight
0: away see the so, Alves coming in in January. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and to be honest with you, if you know when you look at Xavi's career and you look at who he's played under, and all these players learn, um, yeah, the, the best ones learn, they absolutely yeah. learn, and they watch everything that's going on. And, and these players early on in their career, like right, they might be mid twenties, mid to late twenties, and they know they probably have five, six, seven years, whatever it might be. And then they look into the future because they're that obsessed with football. They can't see themselves outside of it. Now, some like punditry, um, some go in a different direction. But likes of Xavi that are that obsessed and that passionate about football. They they're willing to learn. I mean, you look at the managers he's he's played under and the players he's played with. You know, yeah. um, I think. I, I just think it's a it's a dream job for him because he's going in there as as a Barcelona legend, and um, he's played under some brilliant, brilliant managers with some brilliant, brilliant players. He's learned a hell of a lot, but he goes in. He's not walking in there like, you know, like um, Guardiola did at Bayern when they'd won really? the treble, and it was like you need to the win the treble is again. On there. Yeah, um, your man's name at Bayern, his name's going to be heads. No, the no. No, um, your point. Yeah, is, your yeah. point is, sorry, um. And you could see that even got to Guardiola. You know, I have to win a treble because that was the standard then. Yeah. And but he's going in there now, and it's like, look, Messi's gone. Um, there's players playing for about a five or a week. Um, we're cutting our wage bill. You know, the expectation is not on the floor, but it's it's lowered. And he's getting to work with a new breed of players that just seem to be landing at the right time. I think it's a dream job for Javi. Yeah. But, um. Against the backdrop of an appalling new football club, but that, that they're going to have to learn from. But it's it's going to be interesting. I'm delighted we've had that chat around those two players and, and Barcelona, and I hope people enjoyed it as well because that's the sort of stuff we're going to be doing when we look at one to watch. Not only the players, but the clubs they're at, the, the positions they're in, and stuff like that. So it was nice. But we have to get onto um we have to get onto um, on the main man, and the main man is um Ronaldo. R9. And this is our flashback um, Segment that we're going to do Not on every show But if, if people like them we'll, we'll bring them in And we'll talk about them Because we love talking about um, Games, players, events um, In years gone by And Sharni I'll come to you first Because you said to me, you said earlier um, You know he's probably Your first football hero Outside of the side support. Um Ronaldo Reading up on it today Like we all know How good a footballer he is But He's He's, it's actually scary, Shani. It's scary. Like, I'll put this up here. Pre-98 World Cup, just the season before. He's in the he's the FIFA player of the year in 97. He wins the UEFA Cup in 98, right? 34 goals in 58 games, club games, 97, 98. 15 goals in 20 for Brazil from 97. So he's going...
2: Gabby, he's, he's the FIFA player of the year in 96 and 97. And yeah. he's the Ballon Ballon d'Or winner as well. As well. Yeah, yeah, I
0: just couldn't fit them all on the screen, Keith. Yeah. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. But that's um,
2: what I mean. Like, it's it just everything about this fella is phenomenal. So, you know, just for anyone that's not aware, because a lot of people don't know maybe about this Ronaldo and just know about Cristiano Ronaldo. But at this stage, he's 21. Yeah. He's only 21.
0: He's 21. Yeah. In 98, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, um, Shawnee, like
1: it's, th- th- that's scary. That's actually scary reading that. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I can, I, I it always makes me sad when when I see see this because like it's actually tragic that this fella had his best years literally stolen away from from injury because mm. to be honest with you I reckon he's probably the most naturally gifted footballer ever born uh, even ahead of Messi that's that's the truth I just when you are watching this fella play in Italy in the 90s against the cream of the crop. It was he's, ridiculous. He's like, Chill it's out. like, it's like an alien. It's like, he's from, genuinely like, he's from a different planet. It's like he's playing a different sport. He's turning some of the greatest centre-halves you ever seen in your life upside down in Inter Milan. He has one of the most outrageous individual seasons any player's ever had at Barcelona. Doesn't last very long at Barcelona. For, Only there for a year. A year. We, yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. And then he follows the Bobby front. Robson there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, it's the famous clip. It, it's club the Boyer
2: Clause.
1: The goal he scores, and Bobby Robson put his hands up his head, and you can actually see Bobby Robson going, "What have I signed?" Like yeah. you know what I mean? And just pure joy, Gav. I, I've watched does it does it saying uh, like this particular compilation of Ronaldo. I've watched. About, I'd say, a hundred times. And it's like one of them, if you used to scroll across it on Instagram or Twitter, you'd watch it. Like, you couldn't not watch it. Do you know what I mean? And France 98 is my earliest memory of football. And I know we're going to get into it in, in detail, but you said outside your club, even before that, like... I don't know anyone in the chat. We used to play a game called World Cup. I think in the UK they call it Wembley, but we call it World Cup. And you want to be fast on the ball because everyone be saying bagsy being Brazil, and you just see yourself being Ronaldo in your own head as a little seven, eight, nine-year-old kid running around playing football. And he embodied what like football should be about: magic, flair, skill, power. Everything, if you haven't watched them, do because, like, honest to god, I literally can't speak highly enough for this fella. And and reading up on this story, like, kind of for a, a fellas, it, it, this is a Hollywood film. Where to begin, like, this is football's version of Rocky, in this, my opinion. like yeah, the this. Godfather
2: one, two, and three, because there's three yeah. stories to this. There's three yeah. whopper stories on this. Uh, and but, the thing
0: is, like, we we weren't gonna, we, we're not gonna go into PSV days, and we're not gonna go into Barca days. We're looking at the redemption from 98 to 2002. Like Red Steve says, um, I'm just hoping the youngster sees this show and checks out the R9 vid. Uh, videos on YouTube in for a tree. Yeah. And listen, anyone that happens to watch it, um, now or when it's, when it's finished and they, they find it on YouTube or, or listen to it when it goes out for download. Um, yeah, if you're, if, if you're just a casual supporter of football in the last 10, 15 years and and somehow Ronaldo, um, hasn't, um, come across your line of sight, go and watch him. Cause like, you literally think every other player in the world is absolutely shy. Yeah. And I mean that. Um, like, uh, Joey. Joey um, had he had two um, comments, he says, uh, my favourite ever player to watch, absolutely amazing, and I think he said on a Sunday morning he was eating Cocoa Pops, um, and yeah. watching Channel 4's um, highlights, waiting and just, just waiting for him to turn up. For me, um, he was, I think he's, I, I agree with you, I think if he stays fit, I think he goes down as the best player we've ever seen, and I mean that. Um, because people talk about, oh, Ronaldo and, and Messi and the numbers and all. He was doing them. Ronaldo was doing them, and he was literally doing it up front on his own. He was doing it on his own. He wasn't even bouncing balls off plays. He wasn't getting crosses. He was, he was just madness, he was. And I go back to, like, attributes as a player. He Lads, he had it all. Like, he, his footwork was just... It was... It was actually disgusting to watch his footwork, right? Yeah. His pace was up there with anybody. The power, up there with anyone. He could head it. He was strong. He could hold the ball up. He done everything. Like, I mean, every there wasn't there wasn't a piece of his game where I went, Oh, do you know something like maybe his left foot? He just rattled stuff in with his left foot. And if he if he couldn't, he just sat the keeper on his arse and went around him. Probably put two yeah. on the line um, for the defenders as well. And then put it in. He was just. Out of this world Ronaldo was. Keith, um I just I just can't get over. It I know how good he is, but it's actually when you read back on some of this stuff. It's it's mesmerized yeah. to actually read.
2: Now you have to remember, he was in the Brazil squad in the 94 World Cup. Now, he doesn't get a minute in that. He's only 17 uh, and he's in that squad. And I remember hearing about him back then. Um I, I always loved, obviously, South American football. I keep harping on about that. But even when I was younger, I used to watch the likes of Transworld Sport, all these things, and you'd get the Brazilian stuff. And there was another forward in the squad at that time called Viola. And he was nice. playing for Corinthians and yep, he was brilliant. Yep. And he was an impact so that had come on and you'd be looking at him and, but you'd hear about this other young fella that's seven day in Ronaldo, and everyone that was talking about was like, "This fella is going to be absolutely special." Then he's off at PSV, banging in goals. I'm not going to talk about. It. He goes to Barcelona for a year, bangs in goals there, links up with Ivan De La Pena, brilliant combination. Says he's the best player he's ever played. What, with, what was the it? what was the
0: goal he score where he runs he runs from Compostela? Compostela, yeah, Compostela. Yeah, yeah. the up. name of the team. Compostela.
2: Um, yeah. The boys are literally trying to decapitate. Yeah, yeah. because you it. have to remember this is back in nineteen ninety five, I think, and you know it, the the game is different. You know, there was tackling was allowed back then, and it was yeah. very much encouraged. But he goes that he ends up going to Inter Milan, I think, after a year because he paid a boy out, and yeah. it's a huge boy out. It was the most expensive player in the world, and he's only fucking eighteen. or something at this stage, you know, it's 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 scandalous. But he's to think of a player comparison. It's like Cristiano Ronaldo for his pace and power, which Ronaldo's, you know, I don't think he's technically as good as the likes of Messi, but his pace, power, he good in the air. Ronaldo was all that as well. And you mix in, like, uh, Messi's probably a different player. Maradona's a different player. But the likes of Mbappe and all these, like... Defeat, the the fe- Defeat, everything about him, like, the, oh, the he wasn't was just running in straight lines. No. Like, this fellow was stepovers. You don't see players going around the dummy, You don't see players going around the keeper anymore. He used to do it every fucking day, every week. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this fellow was absolutely scandalous. Yeah. This is all happening before the age of 21. He's a uh, Ballon d'Or winner, two-time FIFA World Player of the Year winner. Goes to Inter Milan. As Sean, he said, you're playing against the best of the best, the cream of the crop in Italy back then, defensively. P- uh, Paolo Maldini said, best players played against Maradona and Ronaldo. You know that's tells you how good this fella is but he was making a fucking show of him, and he was only a kid and the injury comes and you get a different player then after that but the story itself like he goes to the 98 world cup and i don't know if you want to get onto that now gav yeah. he goes into the 98 world cup right he's the player of the tournament by the end of it but he gets four goals it, the hype around them is, is huge now. Everyone knows who Ronaldo is going into this World Cup. And, you know, we see they're forced to play the final. There's a lot of rumours about why he was forced to play. Did Nike force him? Because Brazil signed an absolute whopper deal with Nike back then. And they were saying, and Nike were his sponsor as well, um, his endorsements were with and like, did, did they put pressure on? Did they put pressure on? He was brilliant in this World Cup. He gets four goals. The top scorer was Davor Suco got six. Uh, I think Batista got five and then Ronaldo won four. Um I think other Brazilians were getting goals as well. So he was you know, he was he but was doing his bit. He was an all around
0: player. The ninety eight World Cup is where you see the emergence of the Nielsen because the Nielsen um I'm nearly sure goes to that World Cup and he's been linked or has moved to He went Betis. to
2: Real Betis, yeah, yeah, it was the world record or something. Yeah,
0: and, like that. and he's being tipped as, you know, because you, you remember the World Cup, the Ronaldo, Rivaldo and um, the Nielsen, you know, the sort of way. It was It was scandalous what they had. And um, they win the World Cup for me only for what happens to him. But, Shawnee, four goals, player of the tournament, he's forced to play the final and he's a seizure on the day of the final. And I watched a little clip with um, yeah. Gary Lineker, Gary Lineker. In, yeah, interviewing, him, interviewing him earlier. And mm. when I watched it, he's very upfront about it. Like, yeah, so for people that don't know, Gary Lineker does his interview with Ronaldo. I, I don't know how many years ago it is, it's, it's quite a few it's years really ago.
1: Beaten, yeah, it's not yeah, that
0: long. Gary now ne- or Gary Lineker looks, um,
1: I think it was I around the, the time of the Brazil, the World Cup was in Brazil, maybe I think that's it was six, seven at, years ago. Yeah, it was like a thing BBC done, uh, in the build up to it.
0: Well, he's, he's asked and he just he, he, he talks to him and he says the 98 woke up. did you feel that he said, yeah well there's always pressure you're you're an international footballer on the international stage and he just asked him what happens he said I had a seizure convulsion is what he called it and um, he's out for three or four minutes he comes around he said he's taken into a room by a doctor who says you're playing and he says no it's impossible to play you like you know I'm, I'm, I don't know where I was two minutes ago and he plays and he shouldn't play and it's um
1: it's, yeah, I always remember it's sad on. it's actually it's,
0: sad i remember back to that world cup and i'm fair play france won the game but but shawnee it, it wasn't the ending that people wanted if he'd have lost the game and being ronaldo you would have went fine but he's out there and he's you can just see him he's he's a shadow of himself in that game Sean.
1: yeah and look i remember even it was mad then because this was before social media and whatsapp and phones and I even remember then, Gav, as a sick. That's my earliest football memory, is the France 98 World Cup final. And I remember that the Sunday that that game was on, my brother saying, we, Nobody knows if Ronaldo was playing or not. Ronaldo might not be playing. Yeah,
2: because he and wasn't we, in the team, he wasn't no. in the squad. And no, he was so. day.
1: And everyone was devastated, it's like playing going to see a superhero and he doesn't turn up, you know what I mean? Like Keith said, you don't know whether Nike forced him to play, because Adidas had a horse in the race, Zidane, at the time, and the two boys were going head-to-head for the Ballon D'Or at that stage, and what happens, happens, and it's devastating, really, because not even then, he doesn't even get a break after that, he's... He has three or four more injury-ravaged years yeah, We have that in, in, on, next. in Italy yes. after that. So, like, you're kind of thinking, like, again, I'm talking about the house Saturdays. You're, like, kind of thinking, Jesus, like, this fella's star is not allowed to shine. Like, just can't seem to catch a break. And, obviously, we're going to move on to 2002, which <sighs> is his
0: isn't, isn't magnum opus. Isn't it mad though that and that's his redemption that we're, we're walking towards like but isn't it mad, Keith, that at twenty-one, right? He actually says in the interview he um and we get on to the actual um the change in him come two thousand and two in his preparation, yeah. and I'll get on to it in a bit. But isn't it mad at twenty one years of age that i literally telling this guy you you must play? And yeah. the, 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 there seems to be no regard for his safety or his well-being. It's basically like you, like Siany said, is it, is a Nike v Adidas? You know, is it, yeah. this World Cup means more than your health? You know, so it, it, it's a very strange one, isn't it?
2: It's crazy. I, I watched, there's a YouTube uh, video I was watching earlier, and it's sort of Ronaldo's highlights in the final. And it's, it's very sad, very yeah. sad to watch that because you can see he's not right. And the Brazilian players aren't right. Now, France were a great team and deserved, you know, win the final. No no sort of arguments there. But you hear Roberto Carlos and all talking and all these fellas. Uh, I think Edmundo is pulling his tongue out from bleeding, stopping him swallowing his tongue, and uh, someone else is giving him um CPR and all like they, the impact that has on the whole squad. You know, I'm not comparing it to Christian Eriksen having a heart attack on the pitch, but you could see the devastation in the Danes. It was on camera and you could see the the they like, were in. Key was like Salah went off in the final. Yeah. Salah went out in Kiev. Yeah. Just the the, the air just comes out, yeah. You. Do you know what I mean? It's just. But the whole flame. world,
0: the whole world was literally waiting to see Ronaldo in this final. Yeah. And yeah. and there was talk of that morning that um. I thought that thought there was an issue because Kevin Sullivan says, and he's right, the first team she came out with him and he, yeah, wasn't, he wasn't on it. On it. Yeah. And then the new one... Mario Zagallo. Zagallo was, was
2: forced it. to put him in. Zagallo knew the score. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Zagallo was a leading. He's been around the block. He's He managed the Brazil team in 1970 when they won the World Cup, played in the 58, I think, one as well. And, yeah. you know, he he knew this wasn't a dummy. This fella knew the story. But Brazil, the, the pressure from Brazil, never, not even from a Neymar, Brazil, um, how, we're going to go back to the black and white days as I tend to do. Right? So the 1950 World Cup happens. It's in Brazil. The American eye gets built for it. And the, the grand thing is Brazil are hosting the World Cup. It's in the American eye. We're going to win it. They saunter through to the final and get beaten by Uruguay, And it caused uh, fucking... Um, the, the country just went into shit. It caused all sorts of economic bleeding, uh, up uprisings and all this sort of thing. Like, it absolutely decimated Brazil. And they were fearing, like, the pressure that Ronaldo was on. I was looking at something as well, and they're saying, like, there was too much pressure on him at 21, that he was the hero. Even though they won World Cups since then, they, you know, they heaped all this pressure on him, and they made him play, whether it was political or what it was. The the doctors, the management, they didn't seem to have it. They had a say, and that's why he wasn't in the original team. But somewhere after that, those influencers came in and he made they made him play. Now Ronaldo said he wanted to play. He put his hand up to play, but most footballers would. There's rumours he had a heart attack and all. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a heart attack, no matter how small it is, you can't go out and play a match the next day. Well the manager and that's what he'd done.
0: Laura Duffy says the manager also said he wondered whether to take him off, but he was worried about the outrage in Brazil if he took him off. Yeah. like it's it's, it's actually That was
1: probably a decision that was made, and I'm not even being funny, at a presidential level. I'd imagine yeah. the president of Brazil was probably saying,
2: the revolt that's going to happen in the country here, yeah. this, this fella doesn't play and we don't win. Yeah, that, and instead they sent him out and might as well have not played him milton was in the team, and they whipped him out, and put Ronaldo back in. He would have been better off probably playing. But then again, as I say, the impact on the team itself to go through that—you lose your fucking talisman, and a, you have to the go a, play again. There's a great clip of before that final. I don't know whether
1: you have seen it. It's in the French training sessions in the build-up to the game, and it's in French, but it's subtitled in English. And it's I think it's Lillian Taram. Marcel Desailly and Laurent Blanc and might have been Liza Lizarazu Yeah, left. was there. And like they're, they're literally know. talking about Ronaldo and how he plays and the ball is there, woman. And they're literally, they're talking about this fella like he's a phantom, like he's out of yeah. a book, like he's yeah. a wizard out of right a book. great way of
2: describing him.
1: Like a legend, like something like that's not real, that's cosmic, like from yeah. another, they're talking about mm. this fella in the sense that and the ball is there, and then the next minute, boom, boom! It's step over, and it's gone. And that, are literally laughing about. It. And you can tell the forward. Crouching toy guy,
2: hidden dragon toy shit, like, that he just fly out. It's like i are
1: reading a split of a Harry Potter book, talking about this fella, and that's how good he was. Like you know what I mean? Well,
2: you'd be, yeah. you'd be shocked. Some people would be
0: shocked to know, and I was when I when I was putting this together, um, earlier with Keith and on Ronaldo, and it's this from 98 to 2002 between both World Cups, he plays 52 games of football. Uh, he scores 25 goals right, in the 52 <laughs> he games, <won> <laughs> but, but he's two big knee he's injuries, and, and Keith, I'll come to you on this, um, he ruptures tendons, he makes yeah. a comeback, he lasts six minutes
2: in the comeback. Even even that is scandalous, so he he does his knee in, I think it's... In November, I have it all down somewhere. Around. 99, November 99. Yeah. So a year after that, he goes in, he's playing with Inter at this stage where I think he brought in Vierdi and Baggio, and this is the fucking, the golden ticket for them, you know, a front three, Ronaldo, Baggio, and Christian Vierdi. And he's playing, it's a game against Lecce, and he goes down, and everyone knew it was a bad one, right? So he ruptures his, ruptures tendons in his knee. And look, We, Shawnee says this all the time about Virgil van Dijk, that these knee injuries now aren't as bad as they were a few years ago. Well, this was as bad as it got a few years ago, and he does it in November. And he makes his comeback in April. So it's one of the most, it's a horrific knee injury in November. So within five, six months, he's back out playing again. Plays against Lazio, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, against Lazio, six minutes. The knee is gone. His kneecap is ruptured at this stage. So the doctor described it as the worst sports injuries I've ever seen. And it was just, it looked like it was game over. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It looked like it was done. There's no coming back from it because the, he went to see specialists in America and all, and they're telling him, no, you're done. There's, there's no coming back. This is This is as bad as you can get. There's no way you can come back and play in this, and it was one genuinely one of the saddest injuries, you know, because the the, the Ronaldo story up till then was the World Cup final, mm. and then this happens, and you're like, ask oh, me bollocks. Because like, everybody, be.
0: everybody after '98 is literally when when France are lifting that trophy in '98, everyone's literally looking to 2002 going they're counting down the, the days for Ronaldo to come yeah. back and, and show the world what he's all about Re- regardless of what he's doing at, at Inter or anywhere else they're literally counting the days from the, that day in the start of France to four years time well, they're, yeah. they're literally counting down it's literally like a countdown for Ronaldo between them four years and, and those injuries are horrific like Laura Duffy says the injury gets against
2: Lazio which is crazy uh, Laura says it as well his exploded kneecap was up by his toy and yeah. I was reading that earlier you know <laughs> It's horrific it's going to picture of was nails. Yeah, yeah, oh, they they don't look they don't look like nails. Um but it's it's horrific. And well, the thing was oh, so go ahead, Johnny, go ahead. No, go ahead, Keith, I'll go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like that period that he goes through, so that's the end of the World Cup in ninety-eight. He has a year and then it's just gone. Everything is just gone. There was a lot of pressure that he wasn't gonna be in the Brazil squad you know, for the 2002 World Cup because he's not playing. Do you know, he's he's not playing and they do have players there. There was a clamour for Romario to get brought into the 2002 World Cup in Brazil. and um, The people are like, we want Romario, we want Romario and Scalardi, Big field Scalardi is adamant Ronaldo is gone and I think even Ronaldo was like, what's going on here? Because I'm not kicking a fucking ball. How am I going to the World Cup? And he just had so much faith in him. And to have that faith, because Scalardi knew this fella is, if, if 50% faith, if we can get this fella 50% coming on as an impact sub, we'll get more out of him, Dan. Because at this stage, when you look at 2002, he's only 25. Do you know what I mean? He's he's He's, he's not even in his prime. He should be only approaching his prime, mm. but Scalardi knew, and it, it was a very contentious decision to include him in the squad. He was putting him into squads leading up to that, and it's like he's not fit. Fee- he's, he's not getting any club games, and he was in the in the Brazil squad.
1: I think he plays ten league games for him that year before the World Cup or something like that. Yeah, but
2: it's, and it's only you know I'd say wonder what the minutes are in them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't say yeah. he's playing um, many minutes. But it was, you know, it's it just goes to show that his, his redemption, the story between, you know, one World Cup final to the other, it's nearly like an abyss in between it because he's not tearing her up for four years and he's not a, a man on a mission, sort of churning through Serie A till he gets to 2002. But he gets included in 2002. And, and,
0: and that's where the redemption comes because, yeah. you know, you see players all the time, and do they, they have a ghost laying some ghosts to rest and stuff like that? And he probably has the ultimate one because at twenty-one he turned up a World Cup, and literally he had the. I don't care if France were the hosts and we're doing well. He had the ninety-eight World Cup on his shoulders. Genuinely, yeah, played the tournament. He, he was that good, right? And he was that rated, and you know. <sighs> Everyone in the world just wanted to see Ronaldo playing. He was just, he was that big. It wasn't like, oh, Ronaldo's good and Rivaldo and some fabulous players, but they wanted to see him. But, but the redemption comes in 2002. And this is, this is the most frightening bit for me. Eight goals in the tournament,
2: yeah.
0: right? He wins the fucking World Cup. He ends up FIFA player of the year in 2002 and he wins the Ballon d'Or as well. So he's literally, as someone said earlier, his knees are up around his toys two yeah. years previous, right? two-ish years previous, right? And then he just comes back and does this. This is yeah. how good this fella was. Like, Told he'd never play again. The it, experts it, say yeah. he'd never play again. It's shocking, shiny Like, you know, your earliest period the- is 98. But you fast forward to 2002, and I know where I was in the final, and I can tell you now where I was, right? Wasn't at it. But <laughs> uh, I was in my mother-in-law's house. She was gone away. The two of them are gone away. Myself and my wife now, oh, yeah. girlfriend at the time, were watching the house for two weeks. And I remember yeah, the, yeah. the game... I remember, no, I remember the game being on um, I was at a decent hour because it's on um, a lunchtime. Uh, yeah.
1: Lunchtime on, the on Saturday, a Sunday. Saturday or Sunday,
0: Sunday. It was. and we went down and got I remember it was a heavy night drinking the night before there was um, breakfast rolls the next morning it was a clean up of the house because the mother and father were coming home that ah, night. CSO job and CSO yeah the, the, all the sprays and everything and, um, and then we watched the the final and Shawnee like if you, in 98 your memory I
1: think this is the standout memory of his career. The whole thing, Gav. Oh, yeah. that, that whole tournament, yeah. like that was my Man, first was... time watching. Like the reason that stands out to me is because that's my first time watching Ireland at a tournament. Yeah, and I would have been nine years, ten years of age at the time, Gab. And I remember the way that worked out was there was games early in the morning, so you'd literally get up at yeah. seven o'clock in the morning for the early game, and then there'd be a game at ten o'clock in the morning, and then the last game would be at one o'clock lunch hour and i used to literally this is summertime you'd be literally getting up watching the game going over we had a little circle across the road from the house where we used to just play football until you couldn't see the thing anymore and you just wanted to be ronaldo and when he when he turned up all the ads and all like remember the big the the night campaigns and it was just unreal, The silver boots, wow. like there's yeah. just so, there's so many haircut. little things, like his haircut, like the <laughs> Brazil team. The guy, I remember all the games. The game against Turkey, he played Turkey twice in that tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Think he played Costa Rica as well in another game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. South Germany Korea, they well. play Germany, like, and the stuff he was doing, guards, the top out finishes, and you're just like. Jesus, yeah. like this fella is so far ahead of everybody, and it was just so good to see because yeah. as soon as Oiling got knocked out, like uh, everyone was walking around with that blade and thing shaved on the front <laughs> of the head, <laughs> yeah. and that's no word of a lawyer yeah, I genuinely mean that. Yeah. There was kids all over the area literally walking around with that thing shaved into the front of the head, and as often well, as I-, I looked, nobody said a word because you knew. Yeah. Which I laugh, matter. but what
2: I'd give for one of them now, to be honest with you, <laughs> I get anything like that. I'd be, be laughing at yeah. like that. But well, you then, know what's um, funny about that, Shawny, that you said about his toe poke finishing? That's because he couldn't hit it with his foot. He, he was in so much pain, so he fought it and hitting it with the laces that he had to develop the toe poke as a, one of his main finishes because it's the good. pain that it caused him. And it's funny, like, it became a signature, you know, going through with a little toe poke past the keeper
1: and and the side story to it is and I compare this to like he, he had a Rocky has a mickey like Rocky has a trainer like you know what I mean R- Ronaldo had a a doctor that he got
2: yeah
1: he, he met him in Paris and he spent literally the whole year building up to the World Cup with him and there's actually a lovely story about it where he promised the doctor that the final will be France and Brazil and they'll play again in the final and he'll be there and that no matter who wins, it will be seen as a victory for him. Yeah. And the fourth person Ronaldo actually uh, recalls that after he wins the the World Cup is this fella saying that look, I I promised you that would have been France, but look, unfortunately it's Germany, but at least we won. And what France that was mad, France had a leading France going on the group stage in that tournament. Like it's it's yeah. a disaster for yeah. them that create favourites. Yeah. Boy yeah. Miles down in and he turns up and just absolutely rips the place to shreds. And then the build up to the final was Ronaldo against Oliver Kahn. It was yeah. like Yeah. Defense meets attack and the two got like the, the goals are scandalous. The little <laughs> details in the goal. Yeah. Like the ball comes across from Roque Jr. and he stands over it, does a roll out, like steps over. And yeah. it gets a one-two off Rivaldo of and the finish is just ridiculous. And then the celebration, like yeah. everyone was doing the celebration, and it like you cannot be happy, you cannot be happy. There wasn't a yeah. neutral in the world who was emotional or happy for Ronaldo on, on that final. And uh, th- th- like, th- th- there's no doubt. It's he- full circle. It's a pure like it's. It's the fairy tale. It's Royal Rover
2: stuff. Like isn't, it's, it's the so ultimate cool. one, isn't it? Of all yeah, the fairy tales, I've never seen it. Isn't that, the, isn't
0: that the World Cup though where Rivaldo does a bit of fucking mess and he's diving around? Yeah, against Tokey. Yeah, against Tokey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like don't round, 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 round this for yeah, fucking He the ball. He's taking
2: the corner, isn't he? And he kicked the ball out. What's his name? The Turkish yeah. fella. Played for Blackburn, I think. Kicks it over, Hits him on the knee and then he goes down holding his face. No, it wasn't Tugoy. It was another one one of them, or uh, that was one of these lads, just kicks a ball back and hits him on the toy, and he goes down holding his face, and then he's peeping out his hands to see yeah, what the score
0: is. And you know what? That was probably the Cerebro for Brazil, but, like, for me... Rivaldo was amazing in that time. Yeah, yeah. Rivaldo, Rivaldo was, was amazing, brilliant. but, like, uh, Masuini said, building site canteens are shut down all over the country at lunch yeah. in 2002, uh, yeah. because that's the time, yeah, with it being in uh, South Korea, Japan, it was... Um, it was always going kind of everything was done by about three o'clock in the
1: afternoon. Um, air in up Ireland, in seven in the morning, watching them play England. And yeah, England I, remember around, and, I remember queuing
0: up. I remember queuing around the corner for a pub.
1: Yeah, the England seven down one nil up. Michael Owen, guys, remember? Yeah. And then like, that 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 tournament actually birthed the the air to Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah. Brazil, Brazil's Traum Ronaldinho yeah. that was the fourth time he ever was in brilliant the in that as well he I, was able in, in that
0: tournament I remember for some Ireland games we were kicking up a set the fourth going game in that tournament was Ireland, Sarah, Cameron, Cameron, almost Cameron, 7 Cameron. o'clock yeah. and yeah. I was in Tremor County Waterford and he yeah. rang me at about 4 o'clock that morning and he said to me where, are you watching the match I said yeah he said where are you obviously we were living in Dublin at the time I said I'm in Tremor which is about at the time two hour drive he said I'll be down to you so he get in the car, You get in the car, <laughs> in the car um, him and his missus. Um, it was a Toyota Starlet a GT turbo car. It was a fucking rocket, this thing. And I, he got down there in about an hour and a half. We are in a hotel. And I was a tenner into the hotel, but you got a drink. It was only a case of, they had to do it. It was a drink and a breakfast you got with that. And um, I remember that. And I remember queuing around the corner then in my own area for one of the games. It might have been Germany, actually. And the queues were Like, every pub just queues going everywhere, you know. I remember the police just pulling up and just saying to them, will you just let them in the door? You don't have to wait till whatever time. Just yeah. let them in the fucking door. So, um, yeah, it was a great World Cup. But Ronaldo, like, literally, you see what happens in 98. By 99, his knee is near as in bits. By 2000, it's absolutely... In,
1: F- Looks fucked. like it's over, hard. you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And then he literally gives everyone a two and a half year head start and rocks up and <laughs> scores eight goals, wins the fucking thing, and goes on and wins a ball on door. Like, it's just, do you know what? I, I just can't give the fella enough credit. And he gets an awful lot of stick because he's put on weight since he's, he's finished playing football. Um, I, I don't even know if he's able to exercise anymore because of the damage he's done to his body, yeah. but um. I just I'm delighted that of, of this first proper show we're doing on this that we in a flashback kind of segment that we done Ronaldo because he's so intriguing to talk about. And if you go onto YouTube you'll find compilations but you'll also find interviews with him and stuff like that. And he was just um he
2: speaks very English. Yeah, he was just
0: yeah. he was just brilliant. He was absolutely you know, and he's a player
2: brilliant. that I think um you won't find people having a bad word about Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Like we you've all the divisive when it comes to you know Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Lionel Messi and they're in one camp or the other. Everyone loved Ronaldo and this story was such a good news story that everyone just got behind it. And it's mad because it's nearly the last of an area. He never won a Champions League. He goes to Real Madrid on the back of this World World Cup. It's the standing of now. Old Trafford doesn't he? Like, has, that has that moment that Old Trafford three goes scores a hat trick and uh, you know, as good a hat trick as you'll see, you know, and, and he's absolutely fucking electric. Oh, that, was that old tree, I think, when in that game, I think so it was, think yeah, it, was it, it might have been, yeah, I think so. And like, he's just on top of the world at this stage, but the injuries are catching up on him because he can't, the Johnny said about him not exercising, I read somewhere that he can't really bend his knees. Do you know what I mean? Like, he can't, he can only bend them so much. So he's he's changing his game, but he's still banging in goals. And it was the last of the really, you know, it was more important to win the World Cup for Brazil for Ronaldo than it was to win uh, Champions League at that time and it's sort of flipped around now I think the Champions League has become more of a you know international football Is you know some players will disagree but I think as a as a spectacle I think club football has maybe overtaken it. and that was the end of it and for Ronaldo to get out and do that and like that it, it, the pressure on them you know so much fucking pressure to go out and do that and to exercise them ghosts it's yeah, it really is one of the best feel good stories in football that you'll ever come across yeah. I he think, t- like I he's, think he's, he's gone, gone on, on
1: to be a really successful businessman outside yeah. of football since he retired, which is good because Yeah. Look what happened to poor El Diego, you know what I mean? Too many of yeah.
2: that generation don't you know yeah. the they, they don't have a washer or either. Even yeah. Ronaldinho played in getting the locked Orange up in Paraguay, Paraguay <laughs> wasn't he yeah, for <laughs> a fake passport yeah, Ronaldinho Ronald now Ronaldinho Ronaldinho
0: right? Ronald uh, is one of the most
1: talented footballers you'll ever see um, did just, you hear the story about the but, fella from Kerry that played football for yeah the, yeah, yeah for Kerry that. and he met Ronaldinho in Ibiza and he struck up a great call for him and yeah man from Kerry Put up a video with the bit the Fogo where Ronaldo playing yeah. football tennis out his back guy and He's like, oh, he's Ronaldinho's playing bang on you yeah. yeah. know.
0: I think if we ever do something on Ronaldinho, I don't think he'll be on his career. I just think it'll be us having a load of beer talking about the stuff Ronaldinho's done because oh, yeah. what a player. But just an absolute headbanger. So didn't he, yeah. wasn't he meant to be injured for one team and he was caught in um wasn't he caught at the parade that he do in um in, the carnival, yeah, carnival. In, in, in Rio, and he was <laughs> he's meant to be injured. I'm, I'm not well, and uh, the next but he's on this flow and he's absolutely off his face. And um, what a what a guy! And um, but Ronaldinho might pop up. Uh, Red Steve a Great start to the channel next week, Jimmy Triore. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, but lads, um, I've really enjoyed that an hour and 25 odd minutes, I think, somewhere around that. Um, yeah. Shiny, have you enjoyed yourself?
1: Yeah, like. I'm. I was like painting my face from smiling, guy, because that's what people. Like, that's what football is supposed to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bring back yeah. memories, like good times, like and what you remember. Like I said, like nostalgia is like the best drug of them all. Like, whatever yeah. endorphin releases in your brain, you can only have positive thoughts when it comes to it. So, uh, yeah, I'm like I hope the misses now. She's gonna be up now till half one in the morning watching Ronaldo nine <laughs> compilations. Yeah. And I hope she's ready for the for the it's second not- night out. <laughs> We should all um we should all go out and make a cup of tea and
0: watch Ronaldo compilations on the on the telly um yeah. on YouTube. Keith, um I've really enjoyed that, you?
2: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And look, this is something that we do Taking away our the tribalism of our club supporting team, the idea of doing this channel was that we would talk about things like this, and no better way to start it. We've really enjoyed that. It's something that we we just sit around, we're just having a chat. We all sort of had a look at videos and and looked over the story as well. You know, I wouldn't say it's researching it because you know we all sort of have an idea of the story, but you do a bit of research, you look at the videos and you just sit around and talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's if for any young kids that are listening to this and they, yeah, this isn't a bigger Cristiano Ronaldo, but any young kids that are listening to this and and you call this guy the fat Ronaldo or the fake Ronaldo, you know, <laughs> a, a said you. you need to go yeah, home and watch him. It uh, said he thinks he could have been the best of all time. Like, and and he really could have been. And look, I think Messi's the best player of all time. This fella when he came out, my Jesus. So I've never seen Ant like it and I haven't seen that since. And no, not not on the number line. Uh, no way. Not like this guy. Like if you think Cristiano Ronaldo's good, this fella was better, but he could do everything that the others could do as well. Like this fellow was well, just... right?
1: Mbappe is 21 now. When yeah. Ronaldo was well um, Rena- fairness, Mbappe won the World Cup. Yeah. To be fair to him, but Ronaldo is by far the best player in the world. Yeah, at that point, when he was outside, he, he
0: was uh, he was ridiculous. He was a joke. And, and uh, Badjan
1: in the chat there saying, "This is the happiest <laughs> I've ever seen Johnny. You're probably <laughs> right, my Like that, that for me is when, like, we won't and it's a bit deeper. But f- football is losing that magic. It's being coached out of the game. These yeah. these, these magicians are being coached out of the game.
0: This was and this was
1: just pure football pace,
0: power, technique. Um, finesse. He had. He could. He could just do everything. Uh, like it's 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 a well it's a well seen clip against, the one against one Lazio card at the same time. The one against Lazio, I think, in the UEFA Cup final, and he's on the sideline, and he's just he's taking the piss, he's like he's he's yeah. just he's that da- he is he's dancing with a football. while tr- fellas are trying to take his legs away from him. It's bouncing off. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's unbelievable, bro. I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted we've done that tonight because um. You know, we've covered all our bits and pieces with regards to Holland and, and, and Brazil and Scotland and stuff like that. And we're going to continue to do that um, every time we come onto a show if anything's happened. If if you see anything in the world of football that you want us to discuss, whether it's um, interesting, unusual, weird, funny, um, let us know on Twitter, um, af- Man on Footy Show. Um, and like I said, if if you're here and you like it, hit like, hit subscribe the comments are there afterwards as well if you want to throw any ideas at us or uh, feedback huge and um, whether you liked it, didn't like it whatever way you want to tell us uh, we're big boys we can take it but if you ruin fucking shawnee's humor and like to be I've more. found that
1: video i've thrown that link in the chat of the lads in the french training session talking about them so uh <laughs> okay. if you just want to have a look at like it's actually surreal it's literally we'll throw it out we'll throw it out on our twitter like, um, as well i like lads on I like lads, on the schoolyard talking about yeah. bleeding. Well, when you come the up, Banshee. you come up to a, a, a difficult part in a video game, and you need cheats to beat yeah. it. To, to these boys are trying to talk strategy, like it's it's unreal. You, well, we don't get that anymore.
0: No, we don't, no. and it's, it's going to be a hard one to follow when we do our next um flashback. But the flashback stuff will be players, moments, games, tournaments. It could be anything. Um, so as I said, we are um. We're open to suggestions, so you can do that on Twitter or leave leave something in the comments underneath. Anyone that's going to listen to this on audio, if you want to give us a rate and give us a review, wherever you find your podcast, because this is going to be brand new across all podcast apps as well. And as I said, if you're watching here. Please hit the like. Please hit subscribe. Give us feedback wherever you want. We're here
1: for anything. Yeah, but I want the intro again.
0: Yeah, well, you're not getting the intro there's an outro now. Um, you'll have to wait. Oh, it's a-
1: Oh, wow.
0: No, the outro look, has, no no it. It has no noise ah. to it. There's uh, no noise to it. No, you're saying, I'm not fucking spoiling you that much with the intro again every week. I'll send you a copy. You can play it with... Gaff. <laughs> um, we might release and see if we can get a Christmas number one, album. Um But uh, no, that's 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 us for this evening. We're back on Wednesday, um, about half eight Wednesday night. I think we're coming on. Um, I don't know how many of us of us three are going to be here, but there'll definitely be two of us, and we're going to have a um, a chat about God knows what. Because, like I said, we're just introducing you to all these different segments, and we will start putting them together properly in shows, I suppose, as the season goes on and football comes back. And um, that's being shown that's been keith i've been gav that's been the man on football show thanks a million for everyone for watching hope you enjoyed it talk to you again soon over and out.